So essentially, someone was telling me that their privilege has led them to where they are today. It's hard to hear that from someone when you're like, hey, I just wanted to know, like, what did you do to get to where you are? And someone's response is like, it took 15 years, took a master's degree, it took me being at summer camp and doing all these things. And I was like, you know, it's crazy because when you were at summer camp, I had to stay at home and like translate papers for my parents because they didn't speak English. We had different ways of growing up and this person just couldn't see that. From outside, this is The Daily Rally. Short stories of resilience in the face of big challenges and unexpected adventures. Today, a photographer moves from a tight-knit community to rural Montana and finds that he's not alone. After this. My name is Alex Kim and my pronouns are he, him. Some of my passions include being outside and just not doing any activities, just sitting on some grass or on some rocks and just looking around. I focus a lot of my time on photography and representation of people, all types of people. And if I'm not outside, just hanging out, I'm normally in the kitchen cooking food. One of my favorite foods to make is kimchi jjigae. I'm located in Missoula, Montana. I am the founder and director of Here Montana, an outdoor program focused on joy, community and education, engagement for the BIPOC community in the state of Montana. We work with youth and adults year-round. We do everything from backpacking, climbing, snowboarding, skiing, bike packing, rafting. We make sure that there's representation in every level. We just want to make sure that people feel like not only that they are seen, but that they have someone that they can relate to. We want people to experience the outdoors in a way where they feel empowered and like they have the tools necessary to get out there on their own and to celebrate their identities and their communities however they would like to do that. I grew up in Maryland. I would say my outdoor experience as a child was very minimal. When I was really young, I think I played outside as much as I could, but it really looked like city parks and running around this sand pit that they used for salting the roads. They would have these huge like sand dunes and we would go back there and run around and try and jump our bikes and just be outside. My parents are from Korea. Being immigrants, they really wanted me to focus on creating a life for myself. And in that lens of my parents was really focusing on education. Off the bat, I was a terrible student, just had a really hard time focusing. But where I thrived was being outside. I was calm. I felt very connected. I felt like all the million things that were going through my head really settled down. Some days I just was like, I'm not going to go today because it's not working for me. But you know what is working for me is wandering around in the trees somewhere. One of the bigger hardships that I faced was like my own acceptance of myself and my own duality and identity of like, what am I doing? Like, am I going to go back to like what my culture and social norms of my family like are kind of encouraging me to do? Or am I going to like completely like flip over and like do something else. And I was already flipped over. I was already doing something else. 
I wanted to ground myself again, just like I did as a kid. After working for a couple years, I left on this road trip. I headed down south to Florida and then cut over west. I didn't know it was going to take nine months long. I arrived in Montana in December. It was the winter. I had never seen snow like that before in my life. I remember seeing kids line up at the school bus line and there was, I don't know, like two feet of snow. So all I saw was just like these little beanies. And I remember growing up in Maryland when it's like two inches of snow and school's closed. And I was like, these people are hardcore out here. Like, what? And when I got out there, the adversity was just immediate, just with the weather itself. And so I was like, what does it take to thrive living in a place like Montana? I think one of the things that really stuck with me when I arrived in Missoula was visually not seeing a lot of people that looked like myself or that looked like people that I could really connect with especially through the lens of being an Asian American and growing up somewhere where it was super diverse and I was very connected to the Korean American community. I felt very alone. I felt like I didn't have support systems and not having that really made me recognize how lonely it can be living, you know, in certain parts of the country. The outdoors is very centric to our identities as Montanans, but yet when it comes to marketing and opportunities, I think we really see a lack of effort of inviting people of different backgrounds to join the conversation or to be a part of a sport. Here in Montana was something that I thought would be really fun to do back in late 2018, 2019. In Montana, the conversation of diversity was um, not necessarily around. I think a big challenge that I faced was validating why it was important to have a space for people of color living in rural states. The city government wanted to support us, but I think the infrastructure and the leadership just didn't have the lens to have that understanding. We still don't have a lot of diversity in our city government. And if we don't see that representation, then the laws and policies that are passed are not aligning with people that need those changes to be made because there's no one in power that can relate. So why should they care? The pushback was just all the way through. I had asked someone, hey, how do you get to become where you're at? Running these programs, the city, you're doing all this work. How did you do that? And the response I got was, you didn't get to do this when you were 14 years old like me, so you won't be able to do this. You're not going to be here. I was just like jaw dropped because as a leader, that's not a great way to lead people. And I think that really impacted me in a deep way of just like, A, wanting to prove them wrong. And B, I think it's not about the time. It's just more about if you can be the person that you need to be and get the training that you need and just to, to just do it. My interaction with that person really encouraged me to be better and to do better for my community. One of the most impactful moments I've had working with here in Montana is on a rafting trip. We had three boats. There was people from all over our community and I had this boat with a kid and his dad and his brother and 
I remember telling this kid, hey, do you want to jump up and row the boat a little bit and see what it feels like? And he jumped up there and rowed the boat and was like, this is really cool. And I remember him looking at his dad and saying, I don't want to go to school if this is a job. Like, I just want to do this for work. And there was something in me that just connected with this kid from when I was that age. And I'd wish that I had had that opportunity. And I feel even better that I was able to help facilitate something that's thought-provoking for this kid to recognize that the opportunities for him are endless. What was even more amazing was his dad looked over to me and was like, this is your job, like you're doing this. And I was like, yeah, this is my job. This is like what I do. And he just looked at his kid and he was like, yeah, you don't have to go to school. You can just, you know, if you work hard, you can do something like this and just be outside all day. And his kid was like stoked and was like, woo, I could do this. I felt like, oh, wow. I remember feeling like I had nothing to look forward to in my life. And then just being outside one day and I was like, this looks like a place that I could, you know, thrive and be at. And I felt so much joy from that family, but also just a lot of internal joy myself of just feeling like, you know, all this work and and working through these different things, impacting someone like that, and hopefully changing how they perceive the outdoors is, it was magical for sure. We choose to let joy be the gateway to people being outside. Having a place where people can experience joy, unconditional joy. I don't know, it's just become such an important factor for this program. The reason why a lot of people come is because they don't have to worry about being in a situation they might feel uncomfortable in. They can do it together as a community. Or if they don't know something and they want to learn from someone that may have relatable experiences, they can find that there. Here Montana, that name came from just wanting people to understand that there has always been communities of color here and there always will be just taking our stake here you know just saying that we're here we live here we're a part of this community we exist and it's important that we're here alex kim is an adventurer outdoor leader photographer and the founder and director of here montana You can learn more about Here Montana at heremontana.org or check them out on social media at here underscore Montana. You can see Alex's photography on Instagram at A-T-K-P-I-C-S. This story was produced by Lucy Little. We want to hear your stories. Please nominate the people in your life who found a way to rally. Go to outsideonline.com slash daily rally, where you can also see photos of many of our guests. The Daily Rally was created for Outside by me, Kat Jaffe, and House of Pod. The executive producer for Outside is Michael Roberts. Additional production and script editing by Marin Larson and additional editing by Sarah Fuss Kessler. Our audio editors are Kevin Seaman and Benny Beausoleil. And our music is composed by Louis Weeks. We appreciate our Outside Plus subscribers who make this show possible. To learn about the many benefits of a subscription and to subscribe now, go to outsideonline.com slash podplus. Thank you for listening.